Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. In this episode, you'll hear a clip from a one-on-one strategy session with one of my fast students, Zoe Hollinger. Zoe is a freelance fashion designer specializing in sustainable loungewear, but every time she sat down to focus on building her freelance career, she wasn't sure what she should be working on. She was kind of endlessly tweaking social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, or working on her portfolio or website. Week after week, she felt like she wasn't making any real progress or actually getting clients. Newsflash, this is a very common problem I see freelance fashion designers making all the time. I call it stuck in your productive comfort zone. It feels like you're making progress. You're being productive after all, but you're not actually getting anywhere. So I shared some specific strategies that Zoe could use to get off the hamster wheel of over-tweaking everything and start getting paid projects. If this is something you've ever struggled with, you're going to love this strategy session. Let's get to it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. And I also struggle with the time that I do have, I'll get paralyzed. I'll just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to work on. It's a real thing. And then I'm working on like, I'm working my portfolio again or like yeah I was gonna I was gonna call you out because um (laughs) you said hold on I'm gonna I want to read this verbatim I'm using Behance as my portfolio website I'm simplifying projects I already have I'm using Adobe Illustrator Google Suite pages and Canva that's fine I'm prioritizing social media channels Instagram LinkedIn Pinterest and Facebook so that's a lot. You're like, I, there's a big conflict in that sentence. I'm prioritizing social media, but then you list all four social medias. So that's not prioritizing to me. It's and honestly, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably mostly Instagram. Like I'm trying to think of like a flow where it's like, sometimes when you post on Instagram, like it automatically posts like on the Facebook page. So I guess I'm like, my idea was like, if I have an account and I can like, if I'm posting content, then I can share it. And then like, I'm, I wouldn't even like go down that rabbit hole though. Like I, it's very tempting, but this is one of those like comfort zone activities. You like feel like you're making progress and you feel like you're doing a lot of things, but you're spinning your wheels on your portfolio and you're like creating this Instagram presence and, and listen, you can get clients from Instagram, like that come to you. It's very rare and very hard, especially at the very beginning. So if you want an Instagram presence, my recommendation is like, 
nine posts that feel very cohesive to what you do and then forget about it. Like if you're going to then be reaching out to brands on Instagram and you feel like they're going to obviously go back to your profile and look at who you are, you don't need to show that you're posting twice a week or however often, right? You need to just give them literally at a glance in the two seconds that they see their your profile. Is it visually clear and through the description in your, your, your bio, whatever it's called, do they get it? Oh, yes. Zode is insisting, like instantly clear from that glance at that nine by nine or three by three grid, sustainability, design, flats, tech packs for lounge or like whatever. Ideally, it's the word that they use to describe their brand. But if you're reaching out to like, you know, whatever, you just, there needs to be a visual connection. The clothes mm -hmm. in your profile need to feel like the clothes that they make right? That's all you care about with your Instagram profile. So like you probably already have all this stuff developed. You can take screenshots out of your portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. That like build out this little nine minute grid or whatever. And then your one sentence bio is right. One of these pitches you mentioned earlier, I designed for the conscious, casual, contemporary windswear brand who needs clear and innovative sheet design, whatever it is. You just have to be really focused on that though, that that matches those brands that you're reaching out to. If you're not doing anything on Instagram, like any pitching, then like, forget that. And just focus on like, okay, you have your like two to three page PDF portfolio sorted out. Do you feel like you have that? Or you're like, could finish it this afternoon? Like just get it done, get it good enough. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like it's, I feel like it's good. Like, okay. I've done a lot of revisions. Good. I've done like a lot of, okay. like, I need to add on to it. And I, I add feel to like, this. yeah, I feel like now, like I can always add to it, but I feel like right now it's, it's simple. It's, basically okay. has everything I need at it at a glance. Okay. So arguably, if you want to do the Instagram thing, which I would argue is a diversion, mm -hmm. yeah. you could no, literally <laughs> take those nine posts, screenshots out of your profile and literally post them all in one afternoon. It doesn't matter. You're mm -hmm. not, it's not about like this cadence to this perfect Instagram account or like getting all the likes or anything. Like it doesn't matter. If you're going to use it, it is a tool to give those brands that visual instant, like, yes, okay, this feels like us, right? Okay, so you have this profile or PDF portfolio, good, forget Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, like forget trying to set up that flow for everything to auto post, like I would spend your 10 hours a week pitching. Okay. And if that's split between like in person and online, great. However you like divvy it up. I think the in-person thing's great. Like I really, really think it's great. Yeah. I get a lot of the connection. I feel like that in-person talking, I can really better explain myself. Yeah. Um, online. I think I do struggle with a little bit, but I yeah. think you just kind of saying like, I don't know, you just kind of saying no to the social media kind of gives me permission to just like right. let go of that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it is like, I'm spending, I think I'm spending too much time on it or like worrying about it for some yeah. reason, Yeah. but I do, um, my Instagram right now is it has some on my portfolio. I think I should just let it sit. Okay. And then I, I've been, I have this spreadsheet of brands I've been tracking that I found through Instagram. So okay. like just maybe just using that to pull brands. And then I've been using Upwork and then just basically, um, research, 
online and like finding an email and reaching out to them. Yeah. You know, you can also do like looking at trade show listings is going to be huge for you. Like looking at like sustainable trade shows, there's tons of that space, right? Or maybe even there's like in some of the bigger trade shows, there's a sustainable category. When you go on their website and you look at all the exhibitor, li- exhibitor listings, you can often like filter that, right? Um, Not only by sustainability, but also then by like category women's and then sometimes even by like style. You know, I also wouldn't discount reaching out to like design agencies that are out there. Um, That was actually a great idea. I was yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. The other thing too that you can do, you found that local factory for your brand. I did, that yes. Was. Yeah. Connect with them. Like factories can be a great place to build relationships with where they can then just like funnel you clients. That's the same with the design agency yeah. idea, right? So like, you, I don't know what their setup is, if they're like specifically a sustainable factory, right? But like, hey, so so what happens is like you chat with them, you, you know, here's all the things that I do. Again, lead with value and, and position it very benefits and results rich. But like the idea here is that brands come to them. They're like, hey, make my thing. And they're like, uh, we don't really operate off of a napkin sketch. <laughs> but hey, we know Zoe and she can help you like get this all sorted so that you come to us more prepared. And that makes everybody happier, right? Production is sampling and prototyping is going to go better. Production is going to go better. Um, so building relationships with factories or design agencies, or even like suppliers in the sustainable space, like think about like fabric suppliers, trim suppliers, like whoever's in the sustainable space, right? Because then again, okay, this brand, this person has this idea, they go to this like sustainable fabric supplier. They're like, I need some fabric, right? They don't really know what they're talking about. I know you don't want to do a production thing, but like you could get them started out with like, design flats tech packs like even understanding like what they need to start so i think you have a tremendous opportunity too beyond reaching out directly to these brands that you found on instagram and and going to these boutiques in real life which i really love that strategy i really do and i feel like that really works your personality so like lean into that but then what also can really work with your personality is like building these you're very personable right and you like i you know how to like talk to people so go to that factory go to some sustainable suppliers like where can you create a funnel. So I would literally spend your entire 10 hours a week that you have for freelancing. I want, I I would put a filter on every activity you do. And I would like a litmus test, right? Like, is this activity going to directly relate or going to directly turn into paying work? Now, arguably you could say, well, this Instagram post could turn into paying work. Like, but like, let's be a little bit more realistic. Like, are you actually putting yourself out there and talking to people and connecting with people who ultimately could pay you to do something? And I, that kind of sounds like a dirty, gross way to say it, but like when you sit down for those 10 hours each week, I'm not spending time like finessing my portfolio, right? I'm not like trying to cross post on LinkedIn and, and whatever, Facebook and threads or whoever knows what's going on now. Right. But like, am I proactively reaching out to people where there's an opportunity, there's potentially an opportunity either directly with them or right. They can like start funneling people to me. Yeah. Like that conversation, just something of value that can be turned into something either. Like I could consult with them or they can use my services. Um, yeah, I definitely, um, it was actually refreshing for you to like, 
touch base about like the social media and like the little like the little tidbits of like portfolio or website because yeah that does bring in clients but like mm, now it's not solid it's not yeah. solid like I'm not actually like talking to somebody or reaching out and like having a response it's like a storefront and hoping yeah. people come by hoping people walk by and I love that you said that right because it's um first of all the internet is a very 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 crowded space right so when you're first starting out like thinking that like people are just going to trip over and discover you on Instagram through some hashtag or like find your website and fill out your contact form or something like it's very wishful thinking um it's very crowded out there right and it's like trying to put up a t-shirt with some graphics on Etsy like everybody and their mother is selling like graphic screen printed t-shirts on Etsy like it is Yes, you can ultimately get it to a point where you have those inbound leads coming, but it's going to take a lot of buildup to get there. And, and I would rather see you and everybody like spending that time at the beginning, building up through things that are in your control. You're in control of reaching out to these brands, reaching out to these factory suppliers, what have you, right? You're, you can put up that website or the Instagram or whatever, but you are like, you have no control of like, hopefully these people find it, but like, I'm just sitting here, like fingers crossed, waiting and hoping. And again, nothing yeah. is ever sure, right? You can reach out to these brands and they might not need your help, but you're in a much better position of control than the opposite scenario. Um, and everybody gets hung up on the website and the Instagram. Like everybody does. It's very normal. <laughs> yeah, no, um. Yeah, like a just another point real quick is um kind of looking back like reflecting now it's like whenever I put it out like on that storefront or website or Instagram I whatever I got back I wasn't doing the work that I wanted to do like mm. what I want to do is tech flats tech packs or sustainable design collection development consultation um but I end up doing like sewing lessons or pattern making or <laughs> like it's it's definitely come from I think I also struggle with like confidence and like try not to come from a desperate place of like oh like this is a client I technically you know I used to be a sewing instructor so it's like I'm really stretching it out yeah. but it's like that's not what I want to do but I feel like since I'm pitching like I have more control than I'm like I'm pitching for tech flats or to yeah. do your tech packs or yeah. these are the services that I can do yeah and then like sourcing and kind of working with manufacturers, I don't feel super confident. Yeah. I feel more confident working with myself on that. Okay. But not with, not with other brands right now. But the factory example, like, I just want to like, I want you to really think about this very like logically the fact I actually then think that like reaching out to the factory is a, or in developing a relationship with them for them to start referring people to you is a great point because what it's show or a great strategy because it's those the people that are reaching out to the factory there are they're doing their own sourcing that's what they're mm -hmm. doing right there right or even the fabric supplier and they they're like on step 10 when you're like well we got to get back here on step one right? right so they're already doing some of the stuff that you don't want to do so the factory's like great we can work with you but what's best is if you come in with tech flats and sketches and like um, tech packs, right? These tools that we can then do the jobs a hundred times better. I really like that point. Think I about that, like right? That, like what, what I was really hung up on is like, um, I thought maybe like if I worked with an online client, like a remote online client that maybe didn't live in my area, 
well, I only feel comfortable working with the manufacturers locally. That's like mostly based in San Francisco because mm -hmm. that's where I went to school with. That's where a lot of my experience has been with. Yeah. So I had like some connections with it, but I always was like, oh, I can, yeah, I can help source or manufacture, but it's, I only know what's in this area. Yeah. But now kind of like you hearing you talk about it, like maybe I can kind of flip the narrative totally. where I can lean into that and maybe just work with the local manufacturer. You could. And be like their funnel you could. designer. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. Multiple FAST students have built out like, amazing. I mean, we say funnel, it's, it's a little bit of, it sounds a little like, ugh, right. But like, that's essentially what it is. You build a relationship with the source and then all these other like brands are going there and they're like, well, no, you got to funnel over to Zoe first and then back. Right. Thanks so much for listening to the fashion designers get paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did Alexandra who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job. Yes, true story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this? Me and my team are rooting for you.